illustrious Greeklings, and welcome to this week's episode of Police Babble, where this week it is all about youth voting. On this week's episode, I'm joined by my wonderful co-host, Archibald Elliot, and our guest panellist, Jess. Hi! <laughs> well, yeah, we're back once again. Uh, obviously, a shorter time frame between these two weeks, uh, as we have an in-person guest, so we can yes. actually get, get in uh, <laughs> early. So, um... Obviously, uh, Jess is working with us on our Youth Vote I Am uh, campaign to get more young people from 16 plus to go out and vote. You can find us up at the plug here uh, <laughs> at Youth Vote I Am and all forms of social media. Uh, on, always drop us an email at youthvoteim at gmail.com. Yes, and we're also looking for uh, some sponsorship uh, to go towards our uh, campaign as well. So that uh, if you if you uh, are, are willing are willing to, yes. then uh, get in be, touch. Yeah, get in yeah. touch. Yeah, so um, we ask the most important question each week. Uh, we should really have a jingle for this. If you're a cake, Jessica, what cake would you be? Um, honestly, probably a peach crumble cake. <laughs> I couldn't really think of a proper cake, but yeah. whack on. It'll do, yeah. it'll do. It'll yeah. do. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I don't think I've ever had a peach crumble cake. I've had an apple cake. apple crumble cake from uh, Noah Bakehouse before, I must say. Excellent cake, do recommend. Yeah, was was very very good. Is there anything from Nurbeck House you don't recommend, Archie? I don't recommend. Oh no, I couldn't possibly say. Oh, I'm sorry. Couldn't, well, couldn't other say. other bakeries are, uh, are not available. available. <laughs> okay. <laughs> yes. Uh, so, did we get into anything fun particularly in the last week? Uh, not particularly. Not really. No. 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 Well, no. you know, there we go. <laughs> what got, about yourself? We've obviously had a very exciting week. No, I, I moved house, but apart yeah. from that, it's, oh, yeah, very good. Know, very good. Yeah, hectic, yeah. hectic. So yeah, our question for the week, uh, which I'm sure some of you might have seen already on social media, is: kind of, Should youth voting remain? Obviously, we're here, here on the Isle of Man since 2006. We've had uh, the ability for 16 to 17 year olds to go out and vote. Uh, there's other countries with first in British Isles to implement it. There's other countries like Brazil, which already had that um, kind of wide level of voting, and there's other countries. I think um, I can't remember off the top of my head. I think it's like, it's like San Paulo, which had like 17 plus voting yeah, and then there's some countries in Europe which have it where if you're 17 and in full time employment you can then vote which I think is quite fair mm. um, so we've obviously had it here but is, has it really had that much impact um, I think it did in the initial launch of it it's like opening up that opportunity to 16 year olds to actually get involved in politics and voting the initial launch, yes. However, we have seen a decline in the turnout rates, and there's various different reasons for that. Like we've identified within ourselves that um, with our campaign, it's like the accessibility of voter education resources. There isn't really a lot of that out there. So, yeah, I don't think it's bit. I don't think. I think that comes down to it is one of the factors is the education, mm. and then it's also people actually knowing that you can vote at the age of 16 is another yeah. big factor because I feel as though since we moved away from 2006 that sort of first election I'm sure it was made aware to a lot of people but now in our in a survey that me and Archie recently conducted uh, we found that a lot of people are like oh you can vote at 16 you know yeah I do feel as though that, that it hasn't been we haven't had a great influx from from the youths 
Yeah, what, the, what are your thoughts, Archie? Well, the, the figures kind of show about uh, half of the youth, half of the youth vote, youth turn out to actually vote to a registered in elections. We see about I think forty six percent was the last election mm. from memory, mm. um, and there's a definitely I say a lack of knowledge. So we've had that obviously in the initial campaign. I've been really over the hand side from two thousand six sitting. And it's fascinating. It has interesting those who opposed it were kind of saying I think uh, one was Anne Crane, uh, former education minister, and she said. Yes, we should put out for a consultation. It needs to be that education behind youth voting for it to actually then be put in because we need to educate our youth to go out and vote. I think, and then I think David Cameron said, you know, it's, it's kind of along the lines of, uh, well, there's obviously some really politically informed, we're here, I suppose we're generally politically, well, politically informed, and then there's a kind of large majority, which I agree with, which aren't really that, that informed. So it's creating that level of knowledge about it within schooling, which I suppose was suggested back then when they were going to implement it, has never actually been done. We don't have Manx politics lessons. We've not really been mm-hmm. taught about politics in school. It's not mandatory. So that's definitely something which I think has posed problems. I don't, I don't think currently it's had too much impact. It has the potential to have impact. Phil Crane was doing some fascinating research on maps and kind of seeing um, how, it's like five constituencies where the youth could have actually swung the vote and we could have got different MHKs in, which is something quite shocking. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, going on the sort of, obviously, we hope to, through our sort of campaign, um, to try and influence people, to get more people registered to vote. I mean, I had one person the other day say to me, so how do I register to vote? So I had to explain to him. And anyway, he's registered to vote now. So <laughs> at least we know we've got one more person registered to vote. But, um, yeah, I, I, I feel as though... Um, people are also a bit reluctant to because they don't understand it so it's something that needs to be changed definitely um, because the pol- politicians do always go on about the youth of the next generation and yeah. you know they should influence the decisions but they don't because the the education's not there to implement yeah, the there's a gap that, that that needs to be bridged by the government in regards to education and awareness around it. Because not everyone wants to get involved in politics, and that's okay. But however, it's like, how how do people get involved if they don't know how to? And how do they make that informed decision on whether they are going to participate in elections mm-hmm. and stuff if they don't have all of the information what really annoys me is when people say oh, oh I don't know anything about politics what you know oh it's boring oh well, well, well it does it but it you know it, it just really annoys me because that's the typical reaction that you get from people but mm. it's like mm. um, it does concern you it's literally controls your life in a mm. way well yeah. if you aren't registered to vote already and you do want to go and vote you can go to gov.im forward slash register to vote and then click on the link to register a new elector that takes you to the actual website where you can register it but that link is rather hard to remember actually so gov.im forward slash register to vote uh, and you can find out all the information how to register there which is I suppose the most important step we have but it does pose the interesting question. We obviously have... It's, it's only two years a difference between our voting age and the UK. So obviously here we can vote at 16, um, and in the UK they can only vote at 18. So is is it really that... Does it make that big of a difference having that, that age gap? Why not just wait till 18? Well, I suppose at the age of 16 you have quite a lot of responsibilities, don't you? You know, you can learn to drive, other such things. If you earn enough, you, you know, you are over here you stop paying tax, you know. But then people would argue, well, at 18 you have even more responsibilities and are you are an adult. 
Um, so I don't know, but I do feel as though people from the age of 16 should definitely vote. I, I, I feel that. Yeah, I agree with the voting age being 16 because it's whilst when, when, when you're 16, you don't get to do the full extent of the things that you d- do when you're 18, we still need to be engaging with the youth because it is very important with the future and 16-year-olds do have opinions, shockingly. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> crazy. Well, yeah, no. it's crazy. Crazy young people have opinions. Mm, no, yeah, no. You, d- you don't gather opinions. Obviously, until you're eighteen, that that's obviously very very key. Um, <laughs> but I do, I do pose it because uh, it's, it's interesting. It's, it's mo- most of the questions thrown at me is, is kind of why, like why, why, why does it make that much bigger, bigger of a difference? It's only two years. That you could have too many responsibilities at sixteen. You, if it's all piled on at once, it can become completely overwhelming. I suppose it has kind of shown. Our, our demographic is one the, quite low for voter participation, mm. so mm. I think there's there's definitely need from a kind of no. There's been some politicians I, I know, and I was speaking on a Max Radio election panel, and they were saying actually, well, yes, we need to have really young engagement in politics, and I, I I'm a bit sceptical of that, mainly because it's such a young age, they're so impressionable, they literally. Whoever, which politician they first meet, it'll be impressioned on them, and that will be kind of their views formed because biasy. And you need to have a certain level of maturity to understand the political system because ultimately, at 16, our, our opinions, I, I admit, we, we aren't totally developed. We have more, much more opinions than we did two, three years ago. Um, and it is playing in those major fields, I remember, I've, I've been told this, it's playing in those major fields like the economy, which have a much wider impact. Hmm. So I think there's, I, 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 can, I always agree with an argument for voting 16, for politically informed. You need to have that political in information there to then go and vote. That's why so our, our campaign really does try and help with that. It's getting people politically informed to vote because yeah. one of the worst parts I feel about democracy is when you have misinformation uh, mis- mis- and people aren't necessarily so well, aren't well informed about it and they just throw out a vote. Because mm. and then afterwards they realise I shouldn't have thrown out that vote. I shouldn't have voted there because I don't agree with what's happening. So there's definitely a need, I suppose, for that, that's the key crux, I think, of what mm. what we think is well, political yeah. education. Yeah, political education because it's like as you were saying, Archie. It's like when you become 16, you do have a lot of responsibility, or mm. you you are able to do a lot more things. So if you're able to participate in society, like driving and stuff like that, then surely you should have a say in regards to that kind of legislation that's Mm. being put in. It's like, if you're working and stuff like that, then you should have a a right to be able to use that voice to influence that because you are put under those systems. I am surprised, though, how back in 2006, whether any at the time it might have faded away, whether any sort of political education came in as... Mm. As the two, as the vote for sixteen came in, you know whether they whether they put anything in because obviously it's one hundred percent agree with what Archie said, which is well, there's no point in letting people vote if they don't know how or what they're voting, mm. you know, for. So it's really, it's, really a to- it's a token yeah. gesture. It's saying, okay, we can let you open a bank account, but we're not going to tell you how to open a bank account, and we're not going to inform you why you need a bank account or how to manage your money. Well, no, we should let you have money. It's it's, it's an extrapolated analogy. Surely um, that's what the Manx education system is already doing. Yeah. In regard mm. to like, there's no education on taxes. There's or no education like on taxes. It's, it's not educating life skills. It educates mm. me. Yes, I find it fascinating how to find uh, the tangents on uh, a graph. Mm. Yes, I can do that. 
Go! Easy, done. Ah, oh, can you integrate this? Yeah, fine. Uh, but can you do a tax return? Mm, I don't think I've ever been taught that. I could probably, I can work it out. Cause yeah. Like, uh, uh, tax returns uh, seem, they're just important to do, but we're not told how. It's, no. it's quite it's quite shocking. Um, but we've also seen uh, over social media, we, well, social media based campaign, uh, but over social media, we've seen a lot more of social media activism, especially in the, I think it's 2020 mm. kind of, shot up and I you see usually you used to see a few parcel squares here and there which kind of made means I'd argue <laughs> of getting information out there to these so lots of parcel squares and it just it kind of went exponential in the amount of parcels posted um which I suppose is, is some some have called it like the 2020 it's like apocalypse because it's just gone so far with social media activism so would mm. would, would we would we say that that have, have we engaged more social media activism in 2020 personally um probably yes yeah especially with sort of covid and like w- when covid first came around i i sort of felt annoyed about what was going on cause mm. at, at the time i look back at it now it's like why well, didn't i understand that i'd never been mm. through a pandemic i didn't you know i didn't know what it was about and stuff and the whole um uh matter with well the whole issue with black lives matter obviously mm. that um really did uh, have a massive uh, boost in activism online and we've had before uh, climate change things and stuff mm. like that but say so, yeah, I've definitely I've definitely uh, kept, kept my eye out for it uh, but I do feel that um, the best way for that's for change is by voting I don't mm. always feel like activism myself unless I'm uh, unless there's sort of a massive consensus with everyone, is that I'm not going to change the world with one pastel square. <laughs> so that's that's my thoughts. Sorry, on sorry, sorry, Oliver. Uh, why, why are you here? You can't <laughs> change the world with pastel square. Goodness. Oh, oh. goodness. No, yeah. um, but like I think activism on social media is going to be well, it is important because there is a demographic of individuals who aren't like how we've been speaking about it's like there is an audience that is disengaged from politics so it has had to kind of jump to social media to kind of educate that's what i see the Mm. social media activism it's about educating informing and kind of spreading the message because there are a lot of injustices in our society and we do need to be spreading the word about it and start informing people and it's like with our own campaign is aiming to bring people to the source of information to kind of act upon and start getting involved in politics. Although I, I do I do feel that activism is a good thing. I'm I'm not mm. totally saying it's not a good thing. I do I do feel that it, it does create awareness. Mm. I um but but the only way that the change can be implemented is through, you know, government and stuff. Mm. Um but I do feel though, even just from a personal point of view on the things that you can change, you know, for example with climate change, so not using yeah. single use plastics and things like that. And then then I do feel like it, it does make a change in some ways, but it doesn't fully change everything. Mm. Mm. Well I, I, I suppose if you uh, to social media activism, uh, the only parcel squares I currently post are those from Youth Vote I am. Uh, <laughs> yeah, so I keep on popping back to uh, so I I think it, it does definitely definitely as you said Jessica it does, it does definitely raise awareness mm. with the issues, um, but as all it, all it does so as long as we kind of we can transition that awareness uh, like we kind of transfer energy from kinetic to uh, gravitational potential so it goes the other way around probably uh, people doing physics would uh, yes probably get annoyed at that but you know mm. uh, like like that transfer is transferring that wave and momentum behind 
that activism means actually the ballot box because the ballot box is where the change happens. Yeah. Uh, how much Twitter might disagree, that ballot box is ultimately <laughs> where, where it goes. Um, but we see, we, we see a lot, I think Oliver and I do, do usually talk, talk quite, quite a bit about this, how we see all these parcel squares all about global issues. And then when you ask them about a Manx issue, they don't seem mm. to apply it to local politics. So would you say that youth care about local politics? They do, I feel. But the understanding and knowledge of sort of or how to even consume what's going on is not there. You know, mm. the, 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 we, we notice that there is a basic level of understanding of what's going on, but there's not there's not enough. And yeah, um, yeah I do feel as though that, that yeah, they do care. But yeah. What, but you what do you think on that matter? I would say, like, a lot of people are very interested in politics in general, however, they find it difficult to get involved in. So it is a lot easier to be looking to the UK where there is the party politics system. You can easily distinguish it, like, between sides and stuff like that. And the Isle of Man doesn't really have that kind of platform. But then as well, amongst the youth, you have quite a few different demographics. You have those who are still in full-time education, then you have the ones that are going off to uni, so those students would be like, well, I'm leaving soon, so why would my vote, I wouldn't really want to vote in something that I'm not going to see the change of, but there is a lot of different reasons why youth do and don't get involved in politics, but... Yeah, yeah definitely, people do love to follow sort of what's going on across yeah. the water, mm. but they can't control any of that, no. whereas here they can. Well, actually, uh, actually, I, I, I can, te- well, uh, yes. te- <laughs> I, I, I have today actually renewed my uh, UK Conservative Party membership, yay, uh, it's excellent news, <laughs> I can see your faces uh, saying joy, joy. Uh, so yeah, actually, interestingly, um, if you have lived in the UK and you live over here, you can actually influence UK politics, uh, once you turn 18, because you can then vote. But, interestingly, um, we do have quite a bit of influence. So if you're a member of a political party, you can then vote for the leader of the political party. So mm. they, they can have influence in other places. But even looking at the Isle of Man, people, yeah, I agree, people don't seem to have that net deep level of knowledge. We have, I suppose, maybe a better knowledge after kind of doing all the research, which we have mm. to do. We have much better knowledge kind of of the Manx political system, but it's not, it's not really widespread. It's not widespread. Mm. No. no, we need to spread it like coronavirus <laughs> and get us out there uh, and get oh, people God. more knowledge about about about, about Meg's politics. Yeah, mm. definitely. Mm. I, I, I've I don't know. There's been there's great things like Junior Timwald, for example, which, mm. but it's only usually the the selected few that that go to it and that five uh, each six. Yeah, there's only like six yeah. six and, um, going, and yes. it's people that are that have an interest. Mm. Yeah. Um, there's tours usually around Timwald and things yeah. like that, but. There is, there is nothing to really encourage people um, and or to make people. So I can see why people aren't interested mm. and aren't bothered. I would say about Junior Timwald because I did do it in mm. um, my first year of A-levels because I took um, politics and governance. Um, honestly, I probably could have done without it. It wasn't that much of an enriching experience. Like, I, what they were doing, I get it, but there really wasn't... I wouldn't rate the experience. It was it was interesting to go in and see the government buildings because, you know, I've never been in there before, but the it was kind of a us and them situation, if you get me. Like, mm. I 
my personal experience of it, it didn't feel that welcoming and for the youth. It was kind of a show, oh, we're doing something for the youth. We're bringing you into our building. It, it, I don't know. That was like my vibe from it. Well, so, so that's, that's what we've kind of all, ex- all experienced mm. in Manx politics. It's always the, uh, we're, we're doing something for the youth. We've seen that. Yeah. It's, 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 it's quite fascinating to see the, uh, if you see a, a, a certain candidates, uh, was we almost like the token voice of the youth. Mm. We, 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 we'll yeah. put this out for clarity if you are listening. We're not the voice of the youth. <laughs> we're, we're leaving this podcast. We are unfortunately the conclusive voice for all the youth on the island. How wonderful that might have been. Um, we, we we can only give our own opinions, and mm. we aren't there to give opinions. It's, it's actually what we what we shouldn't do. Saying youth, you should you should care about this. You should care about this. Is asking the youth. What do you care about? Yes. Yeah. It's posing the question in a different way. I think that that's it's very important. It's encouragement. It's encouragement, indeed. Stand up and speak. Indeed. Yeah, yeah no, uh, with, with sort of Junior Jim, Tim Wald, uh, it's, it's a sort of a one-off occasion. It's more mm. of a, this is how we kind of do it kind of thing. Mm. You know, they do have, um, there they were talks or, or plans or whatever. Archie's probably a bit more um, of the knowledge about this, but of a... Uh, Youth parliaments. Well, there there was there were plans in twenty nineteen, which is quite interesting to have. Uh, like like the UK have the um, UK youth parliament, mm. and they have the youth M- uh, youth MPs, members of the youth parliament. And here there was plans in twenty nineteen. It went to a Timwood Select Committee to kind of look at the like, put it in. Uh, they were going to report back in October twenty nineteen. Never happened. No. Nothing happened with it, which is quite unfortunate because the M- yeah. MLC which was behind it uh, was quite quite pro. It's, it's a mm. shame it never came about. Because there was definitely talk. I remember positive saying, oh, yeah, oh, yeah, there'll be a new opportunity soon. Uh, the opportunity that never appeared. <laughs> uh, but breaking news just in, I, we have another chick has been born. And we have chickens at home and uh, another one has... Oh. We, th- we thought, we thought, the, 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 we, we got one hatch, like, must have been a couple of days, we didn't notice till yesterday. And then, like, they obviously, like, there was another egg, so we just took it out. I was like, I, was, I must be sorry. Like, obviously, that's still one chick. Check it out. Took it to her dad, and then it, like, they, like, they heard a squeak. Uh, and so, and then the chick duck we bought is it, it's alive. Wow. So yeah, Ooh, got two, two, two uh, small, <laughs> small chicken chicks. Yeah. Excellent. Yeah. Um, Happy news on political level. Happy news. Yes, no, great <laughs> yes. to hear. Um, what was I going to say? Uh, something about yes, uh, Will. Oh, I can't remember now. Um, oh, something about do you think people are more inclined to now vote with the likes of coronavirus affecting the Alaman? Obviously, we saw the government kind of partially in control us for about a year. Like, do you think? Do you think? Well, Archie had a bit of a, a grimace <laughs> on his face there. What, what are your thoughts? Well, I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't particularly like the idea of the government having control. Well, they did, mm-hmm. didn't they? Yeah, they did. They, they, yeah, they, they did. did. Yeah. I know. I know that's not your your best. Uh, Best ideal, but um, do you do you think that you, more young people on the Alaman, for the likes of the media briefings um, done by the government, mm. that people are more interested in that will go and vote? Oh, most definitely. I think this past two years or so, people have been put into hard situations where they've been at home during lockdown and they've had that time to where they've just been on social media. So all of the social media activism and the level of information that's been given to them is putting them and kind of setting them up to go and participate in that kind of thing. And we're hoping that people will turn to the ballots on the 23rd of September for the general election with our campaign because we are pushing for that. So 
hopefully, fingers crossed it will happen because this year's general election is very, very important. Well, I must say the majority of, of the respondents to our, to our sur- the survey have actually, this is a survey of I conducting for mm. a programme which may or not may not be coming out soon, uh, but the majority <laughs> of those, only about uh, 14% said it's not a f- COVID's, like the br- press briefings for example, haven't uh, increased their knowledge of max positives at all, mm. but the majority have actually said yes it does increase. So we saw most people sitting around that middle mark, like yeah, it's, it's partially, mostly, it's increased, not mm. like majorly increased but uh, 34% is quite quite a bit which have said yeah it's, it's increased slightly yeah I don't it's think any, I don't think anyone would have said I've not had any increase in in Manx politics from those media briefings no. surprisingly some <laughs> have all really? of them but, but we, we, again it's, it's depending on they might have literally just not cared they might have not watched yeah, any they might have not watched um, them so yeah. no, most, most people don't actually know their constituency MHK which is actually is that this is it's a disappointment. So mm. hopefully this new election, with obviously the rise of social media campaigning, it does maybe sway the way for more people knowing their MHK. And as we've come on in the past few years, more and more MHKs have started to engage on social media, which I think is very very good. Mm. Uh, so so it is it is it is look, it's looking on the upside. It's, it's, it's yes. looking up. It's looking up. No, e- even even if it isn't for our campaign, I definitely do think there will be some sort of increase in in mm. to young people voting. Definitely. I think it's it'll be down to our campaign all the way. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> obviously, absolutely. Obviously. Well, we come into our weekly section where we look at the views of our listeners. So we've had a, a, a few responses in. Uh, again, I think we need to get back on our timing and put out a few days before so if you can get their views in. But we had Mitzi saying, uh, who has been a guest on the show. So, yes. Hello, Mitzi, again. Uh, I think uh, 16 is a good age. If they take, if they don't, if they take my vote... Uh, sorry, they don't take my vote. I won't pay my tax. Thank you very much. <laughs> Which I think is oh, very yeah. fair. Though, if there was an option, I think, uh, for me to never vote in my whole life and never pay tax, would I take it? Would I take would it? Would you? I think I would, yeah. Wow. Oh, <laughs> yes. Because oh. if I never had to pay tax, well, they couldn't increase my taxation through voting because... I didn't vote, so I don't pay tax. Yeah, but what about all the other aspects of society? Yes, then you couldn't rely on any public service. I couldn't, yeah. no. I couldn't, no. The roads, well, everything yeah, like that. Yeah, it's fine. Uh, as yeah. long as you don't have to pay taxes, you don't mind exactly. going into all yes. these potholes. Exactly. Yeah. Well, I go into potholes even though you pay tax, so <laughs> it doesn't really make too much of a difference, well, yeah. does it? You, yeah, because then if you, didn't, if you didn't pay the tax, then you wouldn't be, I would say, you can't use any facility. So, mm. well, it depends you... which type of tax, it, because you say you pay you pay some taxes just by virtue of living. Mm. Uh, but but then we have uh, Emily uh, said, I think it's brilliant. At sixteen, you developed and most likely have your own set of opinions. That, mm. That's echoed by you earlier, Jessica. Yeah, uh, which I think you know, it's a shock to us all. I use <laughs> my very rare use of sarcasm there. It's a shock to us all. Sixteen-year-olds have opinions. We are here sitting, and we're all over sixteen. Uh, do we have opinions? Obviously. So it is, it is kind of, we are becoming much more politically active as a generation. Mm. I think that that's, that is definitely a good sign. Uh, and John T has said it's, it's related to driving. We've mentioned the roads already. Uh, if you can drive, you can surely have the competence to go and vote. Mm. I think it's very fair, very fair assumption. Uh, so it's, it's, it's quite interesting. It's kind of based on the fact you already have certain set of responsibilities. Why give these responsibilities, which it arguably quite, quite, quite high, if if you then won't allow uh, voting, uh, Brucia has said uh, young people can vote because they can pay tax. Mm. Uh, so that that's a key point there. No yeah. uh, no taxation no, no taxation without representation. The crux of the uh, U.S. Uh, war of independence. Uh, 
and I don't know how to pronounce the name uh, because it looks just like it's. Just uh, take this off. Do you know the person? Uh, I don't think so. Horothogram. No, don't, don't think yep. I said no, that. So that person said that's a handle. I have no idea how to pronounce it. Uh, youth should be more involved and have bigger input in the voting oh. system. Uh, maybe Oliver does know them after all. Oh, that's hilarious. Yes. So yes, that that kind of wraps oh. up our uh, our uh, youth voting. So what do we think? Should uh, do youth engage engage enough? Do you think uh, we should have more political education? Do you think it's still useful to have a youth vote? I'll I'll go first mm-hmm. if you don't mind. Mm-hmm. Um, Political education needs to be increased. It needs to be a lot more present. It it doesn't need to be like in your face, but it it needs to be there because then people will will utilize it. Um, definitely think that there's there's a basic understanding from most young people. And thirdly, I think um, that they do want to vote. They just got to they've just got to have the knowledge and and the um, and the reasonings too. Yeah. Um. I agree as well. Like the education element is so so important because you see across the world when people are in school they have to take mandatory civics and like classes and to learn about um their governance systems and stuff like that and I believe that political education should be mandatory. It should be how do I vote? What does this mean? What is the structure of Tim World? How does that mm. affect me kind of thing because if people don't understand, like we said, they they're just not going to get involved. So yeah, I I I this is a connection that it, it is kind of is it, needed to um, increase our political awareness. We need more political education, and it can have an impact. Youth voting It's not yet had such a giant impact, but it is it ha- it will have much. It can have quite a large impact, which I think is very very useful. Yes, definitely. Yes, well. We move on to where we address the historical political figure of the week. This week, it is Julius Caesar, who is a Roman general uh, and quite a famous Roman leader. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, so uh, Julius Caesar, we've chosen as our... Uh, Political figure of the week. He's quite quite interesting one. Uh, he's arguably uh, kind of a Roman republic. It was a Roman republic. He was arguably the dictator of it from 49 BC to 44 BC, which is quite uh, ironic, uh, being a dictator of a republic. But I suppose we have uh, many republics around the world. I will not mention them, which do have dictators. So I suppose it is it is it is a rather possible. Maybe Caesar uh, was the first. So he was quite a famous uh, Roman military leader. He won most of his battles. I remember in history books, I think it was him, and they had the you know the torso shells where they had the Roman uh, Roman shields, and they would put them together to like form a big mm. a big shell. So it's quite scales there. So he had fear of cats though. Oh wow! No, oh. any of us scared of cats here? No, I love no. cats. Um, I. I'm okay with cats. They can be a little. Oh, that's be careful. Is uh, oh, they're, they're a little unpredictable at times. 
Well, I suppose they are. They are technically wild creatures. So if you do hit one on the road, which is would be, it's terrible if you do, uh, they aren't actually. You aren't required to report it, which I think is quite interesting. I think uh, it's quite you, sad. It's quite sad, really. Yeah. Uh, hopefully, never. I, I never really want to hit one. Yeah. Uh, but if you hit a dog or a sheep, cattle, you have to mm. report it. So it's quite interesting that 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 relation between cats and dogs. Fun fact, not fun fact. There, <laughs> rather a morbid fact. Uh, yeah. But there you go. Uh, he's also the first Roman, Judas Caesar, not the cat, uh, was the first person ever to, uh, first person in history really to have recorded autopsy. Because mm. obviously stabbed by, uh, was it? I mean, it's not hard to tell how he died, yeah, really. Yeah, it's pretty obvious he, yeah. he was stabbed to death and assassinated. And he actually, he was, he arguably, I suppose, created the first form of universal basic income for three months. Because <laughs> when he died in his will, he left every citizen of Rome three months wages. Wow. That's so incredible. So it's, it, it's good if you were a wealthy person earning wealthy wages in Rome. You got mm. more out of the government. Yeah. I don't think you'd see anything like that happen anymore, would you? No. Well, no, because you'd be having you'd have mm, you'd have a lot. You'd have to be a, a very, very, very wealthy person to be able to do that for even a city. Uh, let's say it's a city of two million people. Let's say London, uh, two million people, mm, and you, yeah, you'd have to have a, rather a lot of money. Mm. I mean, it could happen for the Isle of Man. Eight-five thousand people—it's not a lot. Mm, but let's say, yeah, I suppose the, the average income. Yeah, you, 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 you could probably. Mm. Yeah. Well, his name is already the origin of sorry, the Russian king, the Tsar, or the German one, the Kaiser. Uh, mm. Caesar is, is is the kind of the epimology of it. I can't pronounce that. Word. Never can <laughs> pronounce that word. The origins of those words did come from Caesar, and he was the first politician to have that ego trip and have his portrait minted on coins whilst he was alive, so mm. he could go and spend money with his face on. He could do that. That is something quite cool. Excellent. Mm. Yes. Yeah, so I, I do quite like the Roman leaders. I am very tempted to get a few busts. <laughs> uh, you know, I, they are quite cool. I must say. Yes, yeah, so I can imagine seeing uh, Archie going around in a chariot soon. <laughs> <laughs> don't tempt me, Oliver. Don't, 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 don't tempt me. Well, we do come into our uh, interesting part of the current affairs. So, Oliver. Yes, we have a bit of a roundup on the weekly Isle of Man news. So, there are currently 101 active cases of coronavirus on the Isle of Man. An LGBT campaigner calls on Manx police to apologise for past wrongs. Noble's Hospital is uh, facing extremely high demand and um, Ireland football fans uh, had good behaviour over the weekend. Ireland visitors' numbers could also recover by 2023. So I had to do a quick round up there because I noticed that the time was running out. I had to sort of pick some of my favourite headlines. (laughs) But uh, 101 active cases on the Isle of Man and uh, I think over 90% of them I think are um, community transmissions yep. mm. and of, about yeah. I think I can't remember the stats now that they've been released so fully but I think quite a lot were in school age children yeah. yes yes yeah. school age children well Joys. yes the Joys. school yes. age children are the unvaccinated aren't they uh, I know yes. it's still it's still spreading through the, the vaccinated <laughs> yeah um, but obviously the best thing is out of that 101 active cases is there currently is nobody in hospital which is mm. great news uh, which does show that the vaccine is working and that young people aren't um, as much affected by the virus. But yes, it it was weird. Uh, yesterday I was sort of having a bit of a reflection on obviously the past year or so, as you do. Mm, and, as you do. Um, I was like, wow, last summer, that was amazing. Like, we didn't, I didn't really think about coronavirus for mm. quite a while. Now, this summer, 
considering over 75, I don't know how many, but a lot of the people in the population are vaccinated and we're still worrying about COVID. Yeah. Um, it's quite concerning. It's it's amazing, though, how last summer, how we, we went so long without any coronavirus. Um, but Archie, there's how, are you able to access tests any easier still? Um, no, they don't, they don't like us testing, um, which I suppose um, it's almost, we, we know it's probably in, it's already in schools, but the, th- the problem is uh, they know it's in schools and they try to open up the borders, it's got scenes now to schools, and it's affecting our education if mm. more and more of us isolate. There's a few in my, my year already self-isolating mm. high school. So it's it does pose more of a risk to education the more they force people into self-isolation it is almost now turning like for the young youth it has always been I think described as like the f- uh, just a different form of the flu mm. um, and it it, it, it it will get through the youth population there's no stopping it really but it is definitely affecting our education so far yes and for I've obviously left school but even still um, a lot of young people um, are working in the hospitality industry um, because it's quite a big sector of the Isle of Man and it's uh, quite popular for a lot of young people to work there because it's mm. quite an easy way mm. to get in yeah. for like a, a job or a part-time job. And um, obviously places are having to shut temporarily because they've not got enough staff mm. and or they're understaffed and or the, some of their workers are testing positive or close contacts. And I really feel for them because... Obviously, the borders have just opened. That you know they're experiencing busy times. That's why they've had to employ a lot of young people because at the moment yeah. they lost so many people um, because of coronavirus. Obviously, it hasn't been that busy, but now the borders have started opening again. They've needed to employ more people, and um, I, I just hope that they they get the necessary support that they need. And um, it's 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 really tough at the moment, um, yeah. and for for young people, um, it is it's a it's a bit of an anxious time really with with all this uh all the cases going around because like you say do should we have to self-isolate now you've 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 not been in a rush to give us the jab we don't Mm. feel the detrimental effects like older people do so are they going hopefully going to make a decision to say you don't need to self-isolate or you self-isolate for less time Mm. i don't think they should have opened the borders the way they did I think there should have been at least a test and release because then the COVID mm. wouldn't have got in. I, I'm usually hindsight thinking, but you, you, I don't like. I'm not a fan of hindsight thinking. But if you look at this case, it's not really hindsight thinking. Lots, of, mm. we, lots and lots of people, even medical people, were saying at the time, mm, erring caution on this, and it, it's, it's kind of gone. Yeah, we just yeah, it's fine. We will let you decide your mitigation factors. Yeah, <laughs> so it's, it's quite quite interesting, I suppose. Yes. Mm. I would say, like, um, COVID cases amongst the youth, like, whilst we don't display symptoms like mm. the Delta variant, it's, we still don't know what the long-term symptoms are. Like, yeah, obviously, in um, the older demographic, there has been um, reports of losing of taste permanently, smell, stuff like that. We don't know the full effects of the virus. So what is that doing to developing humans yes. like there's no research or anything mm-hmm. like that so the fact that we're kind of being completely exposed to it without knowing the full impact of it it's yeah it's scary. Long, long covid as well is 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 probably worse than covid in some instances well, it, for it, people yeah. that, have, that have caught it yeah it's not contradicting so it's almost they, their policy isn't going one way or the other they're doing one thing at one time it's, it's 
it's, you need to make the policy consistent. Mm. Uh, that, that's, my, that's my main gripe is consistency always. It's even, yeah. I look at the documents and the text is all like different fonts. It's always <laughs> consistency. Uh, that's maybe, I, like, I like extrapolated analogies, but yeah, it, it's always consistency with your approach to solving something. Make it, make it fair. Mm. Mm. Yeah. So uh, I think it's time that we uh, move on to the UK. Yes, the, 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 uh, I suppose this week has actually been not... Ra- it's been rather flat most of current mm. affairs so unfortunately it did look like it unfortunately didn't come home uh, it went on Rome. Sunday <laughs> get, uh, yeah we shan't mention that Oliver we shan't mention that uh, it looks like there will be Covid passports maybe be introduced in the UK uh, the Haitian uh, president was assassinated mm. unfortunately and Virgin Galactic reached space mm. yeah so it's been an interesting week we've gone from uh, kind of it Going from not at home but into space. Uh, that, that's, I suppose, be my roundup sentence for the week. So, yeah, unfortunately, uh, did we all watch the game on, yes. on Sunday? Yes. Sat on uh, the edge of my yeah. sofa with <laughs> anticipation. Yes. Yes. And when once it went to penalties, I was like, mm. I'll turn it off now. <laughs> yeah, I thought, mm, yeah, now nah, that's nah, gonna be hard. Gonna be hard. Because the Italian goal, uh, goal goalie was a giant. Yes, he was. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. But I, I wasn't impressed with Italy really throughout the game. They played uh, oh, very oh, dirtily. Yeah. Um, I really do feel for England, and obviously, um, World Cups next year. So. Yes, mm. yeah. Yes, Qatar twenty twenty two. Yes, yes. <laughs> but it does, it does look. I think I was reading an article the other day that like kind of looking at COVID passports to be like. Thing with uh, isolation or something with that, it's where the vaccinated people are like getting privileges. I, I'm, I'm quite not, not much of pro vaccine passports mm. uh, because it does kind of create a two tier society between yeah. those vaccinated, those unvaccinated. Uh, yeah, it's quite. I think so quite what, what's quite good though that you've seen it, it's not really COVID passport, but it's similar to that. It's like you can go into a building, you know, if you show you've got had a negative test, then mm. you can go to things. You it can is, do it's, things. it's a testing that's, passport, that's, I think, yeah. is better because it's not hard to test. Mm. No. Well, I mean, the, the, sorry to interrupting there, but the sorry. World Health Organization have said from the start, didn't they? Test, test, test. So yes. they clearly exactly. mean it. Yeah, I'd say um, testing, it should be optional like obviously if you're going to public health settings then obviously no go if you're refusing to be tested however i don't know the exact science behind sticking a swab up your nose like i don't (laughs) for me honestly i'd rather isolate than have that going in my nose so but it's it's, it's that's an establishment surely um yeah, I, I'd say if it's a private establishment, they should be able to do necessarily what, what they think they should do. Hmm. Uh, because testing does definitely reduce... It reduces, oh, yeah, of course, otherwise, yeah. I, otherwise I could say, oh, yes, I've not, I refuse to test because I tested positive. I refuse to test. Oh, yeah, so, obviously, you, obviously, you yeah. yeah. Like, but with um, the vaccine passports, like I think that's stepping a line too far it's, again it's because far. it's not everyone can actually get the vaccine. Like... Mm people with medical conditions or phobias and stuff like that like yeah yeah, i agree it Mm. should be free well whether they get a vaccine or not and people are now yeah but people are now deciding whether to get a vaccine or not Mm. based on whether they're able to go on holiday rather than the actual 
health benefits of a, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah definitely. Well, Virgin Galactic reached space, mm. was it yesterday? Uh, yeah, yesterday? Yes, Richard Branson flew up. Arguably, interestingly, if you look at Blue Origin, which is Jeff uh, Bezos' uh, rival company, mm. uh, he kind of is downplaying the Virgin Galactic as saying they've not reached the, is it, oh, I can't pronounce, the proper 100 uh, kilometres up. For, space, for proper space, he says. So even though the US counts what Virgin did as, you know, into space, he says, Jeff was like, ah, yes, all, but he, the, all the astronauts flying with Richard Benson with an asterisk next to their name. <laughs> so, yes, that, that, that's quite quite interesting. We would see the rise of space tourism. Yeah, mm. that would be interesting. I, I don't know whether I'd ever do it. Just, the prices would probably mm, be too expensive. Yeah, I think the starting prices, Richard Branson was saying, is an opportunity for everyone to go into space but it's, I think it's they're become, starting at £250,000 they're becoming che- they'll become cheaper over time everything is expensive to start Fly, mm. flying commercially was ridiculously yeah. expensive mm. and now it's gone to you can get it right now yeah, right, I knew Ryanair right flights now. <laughs> uh, for a ridic- ridiculous price so yes so we move on to usually one of my favourite parts of the podcast where our guest takes over for a minute I have no idea what we're going to talk about just so do introduce your topic and Go away. Introduce myself. Um, okay, so my name is. Oh, Jeff- it's topic. Oh, topic. Oh, sorry. Um, well, I was just going to speak about Youth Vote I Am. Just another little plug. Another little plug. Another little plug. It's not a sponsored episode, I promise. <laughs> no. But um, yeah, so I'd like to talk a bit about our campaign and everything. So if um, going on to a point of legally, you're allowed to have sex at the age of 16. I know, a little bit of a tangent, however. You start sex education in year six, so when you are 10 or 11. So why isn't this the same with political education? Because it is your right to vote at 16. However, we're not given the education for it. And this is what the Youth Vote I Am campaign is trying to do. Um, Personally, I'm not sure if that's the rest of the feel of the rest of the group. The government isn't doing enough for the youth in regards to political education. And I believe it is their role, so hopefully we'll see them stepping up a little bit more in the future but it's now come down to a 19 year old 16 year old and a 17 year old to carry out the political education scheme (laughs) (laughs) yeah i I entirely agree with that yeah uh we are we are i suppose the education it should be started at a much younger age Uh, yeah yeah. um but it's not which is quite surprising because it's you talk to that uh, driving safety, uh, mm. even. In, well, you do your cycle proficiency. Yeah, you do yeah. Cycle proficiency. Yeah. Yeah. And you have your driving safety, you have an assembly forward and they come in. So mm. we don't have that with voting in that no. year. We don't. And it's, 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 this is rather abysmal in that, in that regard. Yeah. Well, hopefully it's part of a, another project that me and Archie are working on. We might find out some reasons why. Mm. Uh, yes, indeed. So, yes. No, but it's, it is, it's very important, I feel. I mean... We wouldn't be doing this otherwise, would we? No. And we, we we certainly do recognise that there's an issue. Yeah, mm. in, indeed, indeed. So I think that's something we're working on. So go follow Youthvote. I am on all forms of social media. Go go and do it now. Uh, that is endorsed by Political I can I can assure assure <laughs> that. So we have our recommendations in listening, reading, and watching. So Oliver, we see this week. <laughs> we see this week. If you play the bingo, does Oliver have any recommendations? Wait, wait for it. Pause, guess, and then go ahead, Oliver. Okay. Well, you can probably highly imagine that it's probably the most likely thing that is probably watching. I haven't haven't really read or listened to much this week. 
it's not long since our last episode and I've been working all weekend. Indeed. So uh, I started watching a great film. Uh, I don't know if any of you guys watched it. It's called Hot Fuzz. It's a pretty funny Excellent. comedy. Yes. Yeah. So it's it's just one of those ones that I've watched before. I just watch it again. I just found it quite funny. So yeah. Do you <laughs> recommend it? Though? I do recommend do it actually. Yeah. yeah. That's why I'm that's why I'm talking about it. I started watching it. I'm I don't know when I'll get to finish it, but um, yeah. Archie, recommendations for this week? Well, reading, I'm rec- going to recommend uh, The Long Walk to Freedom, uh, Nelson Mandela's autobiography. It is fascinating. Uh, if you hadn't already told, I, I, I do quite like uh, African politics. So, yeah, that's what I do recommend you read. I still need to read the second one, but it is, it is a, long, it's a long read, uh, like The Long Walk, but it, it is a good one in the end. Uh, watching wise, I'm going to recommend, I don't think I've recommended it actually yet, In the Thick of It. Uh, which is kind of a political satire oh, by yes. BBC. It's hilarious. Four seasons. It's absolutely excellent. Uh, I won't spoil it for you. It is a gem uh, in political satire. Yes, and listening-wise, I'm going to recommend Jerusalem, uh, one of my favourite hymns, because why not go for some classic music rather than a podcast uh, this week? Yeah, <laughs> Jessica? Um, right, well, what I've been reading this week is probably going to be very, very dull for the listeners but i've been reading through the universal declaration of human rights <laughs> wow. just just a small it, read it, yeah, no, i've just been doing my own research i'll occasionally jump into some different supranational organizations documents and stuff like that but very interesting i mean yeah <laughs> did you learn um, anything new pardon did you learn much new from from reading it or um certain parts i mean the the entire document was made in like 1940s, 50s, so there is a lot of his pronouns rather than being gender neutral, but hey ho. <laughs> but yeah. Um, been watching, I'm probably going to get daggers now, but Love Island. <laughs> Love Island, I recommend it. No, because if you think about it, it's a social experiment yeah, and yeah. the internal politics of that villa. Yeah. Feisty. I, I haven't watched any of this year's is one. this as feisty as the Isle of Man's politics the Love Isle as Jeff Mongoose <laughs> suggested as a possible Brit- uh, uh, Isle of Man Manx reality show oh, oh yes, god that would have been funny yeah oh. and another one I'm watching um, Official Secrets have you seen that it's a movie it's a it was, I think I have yes yeah it's about the the leak of the documents from GCHQ in 2003 oh, yes. in regards to the yes. war of Iran. Yes, no, yeah. it, 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 excellent film. I do recommend. It's on Netflix. Yeah, it's Netflix. on Netflix. Yeah, yeah. yeah. it's, it's very, very good. Yeah. Anything? What? Anything? Listening wise? Um, I've been listening to a podcast that I love. It's called My Favorite Murder. It's a true crime comedy podcast. So mm, sounds good. It's, it's really good. Yeah. I've got so much to read, listen, <laughs> watch because everyone else gets, gets so much more. Well, ne- next me. week, Oliver. Next week, we'll be expecting <laughs> yeah. high, 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 high level stuff. So, yes, uh, thank you for coming on, Jess. Uh, that, thank uh, you for having me. Be a good episode. Uh, do go uh, check out uh, at YouthRitm on social media. And we do promise and do assure this episode has not been sponsored because we're not getting any money. We so, will, there we yeah. go. Uh, join us next time for a discussion. Well, we'll leave it a surprise. We yeah. have a, it'll be a surprise for everyone, even us, what next week's <laughs> yes. episode will be about. And as usual, you can find the podcast versions of your favourite podcast on all for all uh, forms of uh, podcast provider as well as on youtube and facebook uh, so do get in touch on Babble on all forms of social media let us know your views uh yeah you've been policy babbled <laughs>